0: Let's get to it. Welcome to another edition of Fan Speculation. And holy shit, we have a lot to talk about this evening, this day, this whatever time you are in, time zone, time frame, multiverse, universe, no, actually we're not going to talk about multiverse tonight. Um, Vinny was uh, indisposed. He thinks he's better than all of you. Called you a bunch of bastards on the way out. No, Vinny's just uh <laughs> Vinny couldn't make it in tonight. We'll see him next week. But who is here is Andreas. Hey man, how's it going? I'm good, man. Um some of you people might be new listening to this. Uh Andreas is a uh, a semi-regular on the podcast here. Uh he, he helps me out sometimes when Vin can't make it, and sometimes it's just a, a threesome. Not that kind of threesome, you fucking oh! bastard, not you back <laughs> Um, but just, uh, yeah, we've, we've had him on the podcast a bunch of times. You can go back and troll. if and listen to other episodes with Spider-Man No Way Home stuff and the multiverse. We just did an episode a few weeks ago about breaking down the Multiverse of Madness trailer and everything that could happen within all our theories. Uh, but today we have a lot to talk about. So, as we are mainly a Marvel and Star Wars podcast since we first started with a, 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 a sprinkle of DC... For the first time in this podcast, Rex is going to be talking about a lot of DC later on in the latter half of this podcast because we're going to be doing the Batman review of Robert Pattinson's Batman. Uh, excellent, excellent time. Vinny and I just saw it last night. Andreas went to the premiere uh, IMAX special thing last week, but we'll get more into that later on. We got some Spider Man No Way Home stuff to go through, uh, some extra footage being released recently. But the biggest news that dropped today at the time of this recording. Disney and Lucasfilm have released the Kenobi trailer, the Obi-Wan Kenobi trailer. And we knew it was bound to happen sooner or later, considering they released, they put out a release date. There's been promo art, there's been a whole bunch of stuff um, leading up to this. Uh, Andreas, I want to get your initial reaction when you first watched
1: it. Oh, my God. So the, the, the first thing that I was so stoked for, and I I like yelled in my office when you sent it, was the Inquisitors. I can't wait. I think this is the first live act. I I'm I'm almost certain this is the first live action like introduction of the Inquisitors um, into Star Wars. I think they were in Rebels, and then I I know them most from the uh, these uh, PS the, the PS4 video game. Um, uh, I forgot the title, but they're in um, Fallen,
0: they're in Jedi Fallen Order.
1: Yeah, yeah, they're in uh, Fallen okay. Order. You, 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 the the bosses are in- in- Inquisitors. I think one the, one of the main bosses that worked closely with Vader was like I think she was like the second sister. She was called, but um so I, I can't wait for that. Um So that that was what got me, and then the score, the Duel of Fates, when that came oh on with the God. Lucasfilm logo. So I shit my pants when I saw the Inquisitors with the red lightsabers, and then the Duel of Fates. Like, um, you know, the 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 pre trilogy, the, the 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 newer Age trilogy, like soundtrack music was just insane. So the the prequels, yeah, was
0: insane. I uh, I freaked out with uh, the Duel of Fates being the trailer yeah. the music, the score for it, because that's my favorite Star Wars song. Um, yeah. There's uh there's a lot to go into. I and I was actually similar to you, I was actually working remotely from my main job today and when I was I was um I was in my room and I saw that the trailer released and I went to my computer to watch it and it's completely dead silent. No one else is home but me and i just start clapping i'm like yes the inquisitor like like as if this- yeah. <laughs> i got i got so grand excited inquisitor. the grand the, the inquisitor the guy with the makeup yes. whatever yeah yes so i was so excited to see him um we're not i'm not really sure who that other inquisitor girl is who's working for the empire but uh you know there was a lot to see here you know we opened up with a trailer scene kenobi saying the fight is done and even though i wrote my notes here down you know what i meant uh we lost Meaning the Clone Wars. Yep. Uh, you know, the Clone, uh, I mean, or the fight to try and stop the Empire. They lost pretty much. And they lost. Over. And we see uh, Obi Wan watching over young Luke Skywalker and hear someone say, Stay hidden. Now, that could be his voice. I'm pretty sure it's his voice. There's a lot in there. We see him in a cave sitting by himself. I'm kind of thinking um, that that cave is where he's trying to connect with Qui-Gon Jinn. I'm just going to say that right now. Nice. I think he needs yep. to go to some place of solitude and just to really focus in on the Force and try and speak to Qui-Gon Jinn. Um, we see Uncle Owen quite a bit in this trailer, and he actually gets right in the face of the Sith Inquisitor. Um, do you think it's possible that... I mean, I mean, un- Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru knew of Ben Kenobi in the original movie... You'd have to you'd have to assume that maybe Owen and Baru had contact with Kenobi, would they not? I
1: I, I believe so, and I think that's why um, I, I was I was watching or, or listening on the car ride home. Rather, the uh, uh, someone did a breakdown. It was it was new rock stars Eric Voss. Uh, shout out to Eric Voss. Um, but um, he was doing a, he's going to do a breakdown tomorrow. But he was doing like initial impressions and he's of the feeling that this is how we finally understand the backstory behind why, why he was so hesitant of Luke speaking with this, uh, I forgot what his name was, Ben Kenobi, right? Mm-hmm. Or something or, yeah. or uh, so I think something happens in the series where you understand that. And, and his thoughts were that it could just be that, you know, he sees that the pain and the danger that comes with Obi-Wan and wants Luke to stay away from that to protect him. But, I think we're going to get a lot of that backstory in, in this series, which I'm excited for.
0: I would think so. And maybe we get some kind of thing where they're talk, uh, Owen and Obi-Wan are talking. And it can just be somewhere. One says the other, like, I was assigned to watch over him and protect him. And maybe Owen and Baru get a little worried because the Inquisitors are looking for Obi-Wan. And they're worried that they're going to find Luke. They're going to find that he's Force-sensitive. And they're going to try and kill him, too. So that's all the reasons why they could be worried about that. Um, how big of a character Luke uh, Luke uh, Owen is going to play? Uh, I would have to assume pretty decently if he's if he was uh, featured heavily in the trailer so far. You know, we see them go to other planets. The, the female Inquisitor, she's been hunting them down. Um, I have to think with Duel of the Fates. Going back to that real quickly, that kind of bit of a, got a bit of a remix. I don't know if you noticed that.
1: It, it, it was a slightly. A new adapted score, yeah. I, I, I don't think that was the original.
0: No, I don't think so either. Because we heard like some like drums in there, boom, boom, da, boom, Yeah, it, it, like it was, at least a... was
1: a completely new mix, or they dubbed it with some more, you know, instruments. But I, I, I was, would, I would assume yeah. it's new.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, there has there are some new elements to the uh, Duel of the Fates, and I just again, it's my favorite Star Wars song, and I am just so happy they brought it back. Um, we didn't see anything like uh, Vader, but we did hear his breath at the end of the at the end of the trailer.
1: Um, yep. you know, and the uh, and that and that uh, for a brief second, it's like played for three or four seconds. But it's that song where they where they actually fight on um, on that uh, vo- is it Mustafar Mustaf- that like volcano planet Mustafar? Yeah, yes. for a, a brief second, right before the trailer ends, when you hear that the 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 breathing, mm-hmm. it's that I forgot what what score that's titled like in the soundtrack, but it's like for two seconds that comes on and then it goes back to Duel of Fates or whatever. Um,
0: interesting. But I, yeah, I, but I, yeah
1: I, 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 I caught that on the second watch. Well, when, when I was b- before the, before we came on.
0: Yeah. It was just, uh, it was only a minute and 46 seconds, but this is just enough to yeah. kind of get us by. We will probably see another trailer in the near future, within the next month or two, considering the show is coming out on the 25th. Um, this was only a teaser trailer, and out of all the Star Wars shows they had announced coming out, like, this is my most anticipated show. They said it's a miniseries. I kind of hope it does go to a second season, but if they're saying it flat out's a miniseries, most likely, we're not going to get a second season, but I'm just excited to see what happens. Um, obviously, Kenobi is on the run. He's on the run from the from the Inquisitors. Somehow, they're, they're going to find him. How he's going to defeat them, I don't know, because the Grand Inquisitor, like you said, Andreas, we've seen him in Rebels, uh, and he was a big antagonist in that show for a while, going after Ezra Bridger and his group. Um, Which happens
1: way after this, right? That's like yeah, Re- rebels. This. Rebels
0: yeah. at that point is like closer to the timeline right before the first uh, Star Wars movie because we actually meet right. old Ben Kenobi in, uh, in in Rebels, and that's yeah when, with uh, with Maul, right? Yeah, that's where Maul finally find uh, finally finds Kenobi, and that's why I don't think people should get too much of their hopes up of a Maul and Kenobi encounter because Maul. Has I don't said know, that, man. I don't think so because because Maul even said he's been trying to find Kenobi for years. He's been trying to find him. Uh, a...
1: Do you think they would do some sort of like maybe Maul can be uh, hunted by because now Maul's not a Darth anymore, right? He's not Darth Maul. He's just Maul. So could could we get a cameo or or part of an episode where an Inquisitor? Has come across Maul and tries to kill him because they're trying to get rid of all four sensitive beings that are not the Siths. and he kills one of the Inquisitors and goes back into hiding. And then I we mean, pick up at Rebels.
0: Maul does still consider himself to be a Sith, but he doesn't consider himself but to be a Sith. Sith like- consider
1: himself to be the Sith. I don't think so.
0: I don't think the Sith consider him, but he is like
1: yeah. He he yeah. thinks that they've gone their
0: wrong ways. Like going back to like the Clone Wars when him yeah. and his brother are tra- he's training his brother. Um, he is like like Maul is so told. Um, uh, vizsla I think his name was the guy who had the, who was leading Death Watch, and Bo- Lady Bocatan saying that we are Sith and we're no ally to the Jedi. Uh, we're enemies. Um, and he said like the The Sith they call it. He, he he claims that they're the real Sith, and they have lost their ways. So yeah, so yeah. When he's thinking that, and he's the only one. Well, he's gonna be the crazy guy, you know. If if everyone, if he's one person in Manhattan saying, "Look, there's a meteor coming down to us," and then everyone else is looking in the sky and seeing, "Dude, there's no meteor. You're just a crazy, crazy homeless man." Mall's just the crazy <laughs> hom- homeless man, and in, and in, in, uh, at at uh, Penn Station screaming random shit. <laughs> so
1: so in that Yeah no I I I I I agree with you I think it's unlikely that he will be in this series because of the timing this is like I think it this happens 10 years after episode 3 and roughly oh, 10 I years I don't before. think it's
0: unlikely he'll be in the show I just think it's unlikely he'll he will encounter him with Kenobi
1: Oh for sure yeah okay okay yeah for sure unlikely if not like not happening to encounter Kenobi but I think there could be a a side story that can like maybe be in parallel to the Ken- like a kenobi storyline but not directly like intertwined
0: because i uh, have here and we've talked i mean to cut you off The have here and we've talked about before uh and something i personally just want is the the an encounter like we're guaranteed to get another encounter between vader and kenobi we've yes. seen concept art of that and apparently yep. they might go back to mustafar from what it seems like but
1: mm-hmm. we
0: i would just love to see a fight between vader and and Maul because that happened Whoa. in the Star Wars comics and it's something where like you know two of the most powerful coolest Sith lords to ever be and I would just love to see how Maul would handle fighting Vader
1: Oh that would be insane that would be insane I like that I like that theory not just an inquisitor but Vader comes maybe maybe he fights off or beats or, or or best an inquisitor and that sparks vader to to want to see what the big hoopla is and 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 runs into maul so that that is that's a good one i that's, like that one
0: that's what i would think because if that female inquisitor human inquisitor we see she might not make it very far maybe maul kills her and she's like i'm yeah. looking for Kenobi." kenobi's like you you're looking for kenobi you gotta get through me first so you, yeah, yeah. you sound like you're Get protecting a line, him. Like, bit. like, no, I don't want to protect him. I want to kill him before you do. So that that could be a thing of maybe Maul stops yeah. her and then yeah. it gets back to the Grand Inquisitor and he tells Vader and Vader says, like, I'll deal with him myself then. And yeah. then Vader finds uh, Maul and they have a big brawl. Um, I'm not opposed, not not opposed, but I could see at least one episode in this Kenobi series possibly not even have kenobi in it considering book of boba fett did the same thing
1: yeah i maybe but i don't I, think you do that with uh even mcgregor i think i don't sque- think so either i think you squeeze every last bit you can get out of that guy because he's just a he's one of the better if not the best like actors from from these from these movies right like he's yeah. he's he
0: was always my favorite part of, he was always yeah. like looking back, he's my favorite part and looking, and even looking back still, like I, I loved Hayden Christensen as a kid. And as I got older, I'm just like, uh, the acting's a bit <laughs> shit, but it's it's yeah. a nostalgia thing where I'm just like, I still enjoy, like I was talking to, um, this guy I met at a, uh, like a, a friend of me and my girlfriend's. Uh, she invited us to her mom's like 60th birthday. We've known her for a while. And um and I was talking to um her one of her, her son-in-law or sorry uh cousin, like our friend our friend's cousin's husband to get the gist of it. And I'm just talking about Star Wars and we are just talking about all this stuff and I was talk telling them about the Kenobi series. I'm just like I just think it'd be like my theory of Maul and Vader. Um I would think though they'd have to I wouldn't want them to Separate the, uh, you know, you M- and McGregor from one single episode because it is a limited series, and if it's going to be a limited series, then you don't want to do that. I think maybe they took liberties with Book of Boba Fett, considering well, we're going to do more Book of Boba Fett, so he'll get more time to shine as time goes on, and he could come back in the Mandalorian, and you can always do that. But if this is going to be a limited series, I would I w- still want some focus on you and McGregor if they do have a thing with Maul and Vader.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. I think. Uh, I think if there's any, I don't mean
0: to cut you off again. Sorry, but one last thing. If there's any character who does deserve one episode in this entire show, though, without, uh, Ewan McGregor, it, it it is Darth Vader.
1: Yeah, Hayden. Maybe focus a bit more on Hayden's struggle. You know, and because I know that there's only one reason why you cast Hayden, right? Is you know, in 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 uh, what's it called the uh, the the other movie that uh focused on that had a scene with Vader right before a New Hope. Um that'd be Rogue One. Rogue One. Rogue One. So they just got like a like a stuntman to do Vader and and so but if they're gonna cast Hayden I thought to, I you know, thought Vader was mainly CGI in that movie. Well I mean well yes but 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 like they, they, they got someone to like I guess model the, the CGI right so Okay, okay, okay. makes sense you're gonna get hayden we have to see something about maybe him without the the mask like different scenes of him in the in the in the tank yeah or whatever like contemplating of uh, about like his his past and maybe having maybe some flashbacks or whatnot because like i mean darth vader is a is a character that you can get away with putting anyone behind that mask and and uh do the voice and and you're golden right but the fact that they casted Hayden specifically tells me that they're gonna at least dedicate, like you said, one episode to go deeper into that character. Um, so, but, I would and to- the other thing I wanted to say is the that planet that you mentioned that was in the trailer. I, I just looked it up. The writer said it was it's a it's a planet called Daiyu. I, I might be butchering that, but he said that uh, he 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 got inspired by like the like a neon grudgy like graffiti version of like Hong Kong where it's like foggy, which we got from the trailer. Um and um yeah, he said sort of has a Hong Kong feel to it. It's got a graffiti ridden nightlife and it's kind of edgy. So kind of like a that was kind of like I guess his inspiration behind the new planet, which uh looks really cool. You can see like the neon through the fog and it's dark and it's, you know, Gritty kind of thing, so I'm well, I'm all-
0: also in that planet, because uh, you bring up a good point. We do see the Inquisitor run into someone with a blaster in a dark alley. Now, we're not. Oh, really sure. I do remember. That scene. I'm not yeah. really sure who that character could be. Um, yeah, I don't know. That city does eerily look similar to where Han Solo was when he was when he was a young kid. Um, Maybe. Maybe a young Han Solo. Maybe it could be Cad Bane. Um, Maybe it could be Lando
1: Calrissian. Uh, Who knows? Protecting... Because, uh, think about it. Why would... uh, I'm I'm assuming Kenobi also goes to that planet. Kenobi made a a pledge and a promise to protect the... um, To protect Padme's children. What if um, Leia or something related to leia is going wrong or is in trouble and he has to he has to go to that planet to to fix it that's the other thing i was thinking about is that yeah we we, in the first
0: star wars movie when luke plays that message from leia to obi-wan and says you know with the way leia was speaking to obi-wan kenobi it appeared that there had to be some sort of history between leia and kenobi oh yeah. So I would have to think that we would get some form of a young Princess Leia in this movie, uh, in this show, rather. Um, and maybe she is captured. Maybe Kenobi goes to go find her, and maybe the Inquisitors just follow Kenobi where he's going because they're not aware of Luke yet. They're, the is not aware of Luke and who he is. So that, that was a big rumor going around that a young Leia... Uh, will be in this in this uh, show, and maybe that's where she's been captured. Maybe that's where he needs her help. Or she needs his help, yeah. rather.
1: Yeah, potentially.
0: Potentially, I think so too. Um, two other characters that I wrote in the notes here that I think would would like to appear, and here and here's a guy who could actually kind of fit more of the blaster uh, scenario. Uh, Captain Rex. Ah, okay. I think Captain Rex would be a good fit, considering there is history between. Uh, Kenobi and Rex I know Rex was mainly like like Cody was, was Kenobi's guy as far as his right hand guy as a clone commander and Rex was more of uh, Anakin's guy but I think but we see that only very few clones got out of Order 66 and didn't actually right. push, go through with it Rex being one of them so maybe maybe he finds Rex and maybe Rex actually helps him get away from the Sith Inquisitor
1: that would be cool.
0: And we know he that gets a and we know he gets away considering we see old man Rex and Rebels. Correct. Yeah. Um, the other character, and I think it would be absolutely criminal if we didn't have this person come into the show, considering she just randomly showed up in Book of Boba Fett and that is Ahsoka Tano. Yeah. I think Rosario Oop. Dawson is I, I she has gone full blown and is a hundred and ten percent dedicated to the character. Um it would be great to see some kind of live action thing with her and uh, Kenobi. Um, I don't know if we could. S- I don't know if we'll see something between her and Vader. I think her first encounter with with Anakin, Flash Vader, was in Rebels when they went to that planet, that planet where it's like very Sith oriented, and then she goes into that time dimension. Um, but I think Ahsoka showing up in the show is very, very likely.
1: Yeah, uh, I would agree. Uh, Winter, uh, she's getting a series too, right? She is. So, I mean, this would be a
0: prequel. Uh, this is a prequel to the uh, the original trilogy. Um, right. I think the Ahsoka series is probably going to focus more on how they are going to get Ezra back and how they're going to find him and maybe and how Grand Admiral Thrawn will come into play at some point. But... I feel like it would be criminal to not have something with Ahsoka Tano and Obi-Wan Kenobi considering they had not seen each other since the first episode of uh, Clone Wars the of the last season uh, and it's been nine, ten years or however. Yeah. Because I would like to see some of the in-between time of what Ahsoka was doing between when that ship fell down in Clone Wars to all the way when she uh, appeared in Rebels and, and in The Mandalorian and so on and so forth.
1: Yeah, was it was it the Rebels show where you see that scene with Darth Vader and that like yes. Snope that finds her uh, lightsaber? No, that's
0: that's Clone Wars. That's the very last thing you see in Clone Wars. Um, after that ship, oh, has, right. yes. yeah, that's where the yeah. ship gets knocked down. Uh, Ahsoka and Cody buried the clone troopers that tried to kill them, but they still buried them. Um, and then uh, Ahsoka dropped her lightsaber, so you know it made it seem like she didn't survive the crash.
1: Nice. Okay, good. Okay. And there was
0: a nice little hidden thing there where like later's looking up and there's like that bird that was um flying around, and I believe that uh that is supposed to represent the light side of the force, the daughter of the force. And I believe that bird also shows up in Rebels as well. If you're not familiar with it, there's a thing where like in Oh, wow. seriously? Damn. Oh, you didn't know about this? Did you watch Clone? No. Uh
1: not 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 in its entirety, no. I, I, I kind of like Picked and choose like episodes based on, like you should you, you should
0: know. you should watch the whole thing. It's a bit of a grind, yeah. but it's really good. There's an episode where Ahsoka, Obi Wan, and Anakin go to this planet and they meet different beings of who represent the Force. Where it's a father, a son, and a daughter. The father is supposed to represent the balance of the Force, and the Force as a whole. The daughter is supposed to represent the light. The son is supposed to represent the dark, and the son. Kind oh of, i think remember, i know what you're talking you were, about this is where anakin like sees he sees and yeah some shit right yeah, he sees the 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 son sees his future and he knows what's going to happen so he shows Anakin, oh. and anakin's like i need to, i don't want this to happen he's like then join me and it won't have to happen but eventually it did because i think the the father was able to make um make anakin forget and the daughter, I think, sacrifices herself because the son goes haywire and he tries to kill the, right. the dad. Um, Qui Gon Jinn is uh, actually shows up in the show as a vision to Obi Wan, and he, um, he uh, uh, Liam Neeson is actually in the show for it. He actually appeared for a few like that episode, and then when Yoda went to Dagobah, that's when Liam Neeson came into the show. And again, we talked about him earlier, but I still think it's very likely we'll see Liam Neeson. As far as the characters go, that are most likely to least likely. I would have to say most likely as not announced would have to be uh, Qui Gon Jinn as a Force Ghost, Uh, Ahsoka Tano, Maul, then Captain Rex. I think Captain Rex might be least likely.
1: Yeah, I I would agree. I would switch. I would go uh, Qui Gon. I would put Maul before. I I would actually put Maul before Ahsoka. I don't know. And then. and, and, like, and like you said, Captain Rex. Yeah, yeah. I think that's that's my life. But, but
0: then we're forgetting about Leia, actually.
1: <laughs> oh, Leia. fuck. Sorry. Okay, so... I would say it's uh, Qui-Gon
0: and Leia, then. That's Qui-Gon, Leia. Yeah, yeah. Qui-Gon, Leia. Yep. Yeah, Qui-Gon, Leia, then my three would probably be Maul in that case. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, yeah, so th- this this show is going to be a lot of fun. Um, Limited series, it probably might be six to seven episodes depending on what star wars uh, lucasfilm wants to do uh but we're very very much excited about it kicking off to the next topic uh we have a little bit to talk about with spider-man no way home because we're just gonna keep milking that cow until we can't fucking do it anymore um they released a video recently with uh some behind the scenes footage and andreas what do we see in this video
1: so this was mainly a breakdown of the adapting the costumes um, into into the movie, like you know, uh, particularly they spent a lot of time focusing on the Green Goblin, um, Toby's suit. They didn't really go into too much of Andrew Garfield's suit, um, but but mainly um, Doc Ock, uh, Green Goblin, and uh, Toby's. And um, overall, the the content was okay. Like it was, again, it was ma- m- mainly like the costume designer people that we're talking like, like b- behind the scenes, like in the interviews. But what I liked most about it, and if you haven't yet, just literally Google like, or, or put in YouTube, no way home behind the scenes leak or something like that. Um, what I enjoy most about it is a ton of uh, more and, and new uh, behind the scenes footage of, of Andrew and Toby uh, interacting with with all these different characters one in particular which'll I'll jump to and um, I think you were getting to is there was a scene where um, what appears to be uh, pretty damn sure it's Toby spider-man that jumps on the glider and then um subsequently like maybe a second or two after um, the the goblin jumps on his own glider so there must have been a deleted scene where there was a brief rematch, um, you know, at least between Toby Spider Man and Defoe's uh Goblin, which I would have lost my shit in the theater. Um, but but yeah,
0: I I did notice that, and you actually messaged that us uh, to me and Vin the other day, and I was like, ah, oh, fuck, why couldn't we have seen that? It would have been really really great. Um, I mean, we were just saying to each other off mic that there were probably a lot of the leaks that were given out and put out into the universe when during the the hype yeah. of this movie was going around. Um, a lot of them were I mean, a lot of them we saw in the movie were true, like the Andrew Garfield one that and the Toby one that that was true. Um, the big thing and there was like a few things like, like oh, uh, and uh, Andrew's going to fight. Uh, Electro again, and then Toby's gonna fight Doc Ock, and Toby's gonna fight uh Green Goblin. So they're probably it probably was true, and if, if whatever it was, maybe it was a quick encounter or it was a quick little fights thing. Obviously, they did have to kind of take things in and out and not really take away from it being Tom's movie. I was saying to you off mic, and I'll say again here that I think maybe because of the significance was more the more the focus was Tom's. Peter Parker Spider-Man fighting Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin because he was the one who killed Aunt May and if you haven't seen Spider-Man No Way Home what the fuck are you doing you've been living under a fucking rock we just gave you spoilers for the past two minutes now Um, (laughs) um, we uh, I think they mainly won't probably wanted to focus more on that moment there Um, I mean that's one of the I, I would say maybe not criticisms, but maybe little nitpick stuff that could have happened. Like, yeah, we would have loved to see Toby and Green Goblin go at it one more time, just for a brief little encounter. But it was really interesting to see how they put things together. Um, we saw like the CG of like Andrew and Toby running to their positions when the big fight was about to happen. And yep. there's only so much you can put in this movie. Like, I actually wouldn't have minded if they kept that little elevator scene they had at the very end. Oh, that's hilarious. I was like why did they keep that it was like 2 minutes it's like 2 seconds 3 seconds it's funny Marvel
1: in their elevator scenes like in uh what's it called not not civil war uh winter soldier with captain america right yeah. and it was funny you mentioned the scene of them getting ready uh, at the uh, on the scaffold with all the all the leaks that we saw of that <laughs> of, of those scenes um but it's funny it just proves that so much cg and and smart cg goes into these movies because it's funny to watch they just put their hands over their head and they pretend that they're putting on a mask when it's Yeah. All that's so. like
0: that's the crazy thing too is that they you know the suits like if for those of you who may not be aware of the suits aren't necessarily like how you see in the movies because they have a few different suits like you know they have suits where it they don't have the mask at all they have suits where the mask is kind of like a hood and then they have eye holes but then the 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 eyelids of the mask kind of get like kind of like uh placed in where the eye holes yeah. go. And the yeah. uh costume designer woman was saying how it's not necessarily their whole face in the mask, it's kind of like a like a skull padding that they to make it look more full, which I did not know at all. I didn't I was not aware yeah. of that.
1: Yeah, if you notice the scene, and, and that dates back to like uh, you know, like the first Spider-Man movies, but in Spider-Man 2 after he defeats Uh, or or after doc doc you know with with the the train sequence Mm -hmm. and he his his mask you know he doesn't have his mask on and his face is exposed and he goes to put it on it smartly like cuts away like as he's putting it on it like pans to that kid that's watching him and then immediately you pan back to toby and his face just looks fuller because he has that like eggshelled to, to make yeah. the mask look more beefy, right? So anyway, it's it, that that's been that's been uh crazy how long that's been going on. But no, I, I like the special featurette. If, if this is a small taste of what's coming, uh, I'm totally down for it. What 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 I'm looking forward to is seeing more behind the scenes and and more commentary around these these actors coming back into their own characters. Like you could just see from. These like YouTube reels or, or or stuff like this of how much fun they were having behind the scenes, like Toby dancing and 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 Andrew and Tom like hugging each other, like like a prom picture. Like yeah, yeah. The, these these actors truly gave a shit and and uh, really embodied their roles and just had a, a great time. Like I, I don't even remember the last thing that Toby Maguire like acted in. Um, and he came back for this, so uh, that's what I'm personally. The, the you know, most, just
0: for. saying that the most recent big picture I think he did was The Great Gatsby, and that was like 2013. He did like two other movies, but the most major <laughs> picture he did like that was The Great Gatsby. I remember him being yeah. in that. He doesn't really act a whole lot anymore. But the other thing, and some people may not be aware of, is the Tom Holland Spider-Man when he gets the the some of the nanotech back onto his suit, like with the gold spider and the placement placement on the back. That's CG as well because you see the scenes yep. where they where they're all like fighting towards the end of the movie, and that he's wearing his upgraded suit. It's like and that I didn't realize at all. I'm like they couldn't have made that into a real suit. Budget cuts? Who the fuck knows? But that would have been nice.
1: Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. But no, and, and they go into uh, who who we haven't talked about quite yet is the the Green Goblin suit. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were talking about, you know, uh, uh, Defoe was saying, you know, back in those times they wanted it to be more edgy and more, you know, scary looking. So that's why they went with the hard, you know, mask that we all that we all know. But for this film, really trying to reel it back to the to the roots of the comics, using some of those color schemes of the of the purple hood and and how it's more flexible and 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 he could really come through as an actor, you know, not only without the mask but just being able to. Be able to move better in the suit to, to give him more physical freedom and and to do more uh, of those scenes you know um, without a stunt double or or stunt coordinator. So um, I think freeing Defoe, which is such a great actor, and and seeing that emotion, especially in that you know that that hallway sequence where he kept laughing when he was getting punched to shit in his face. One of my I
0: mean, most favorite parts of the whole movie. That is like seeing his you know, facials. I'm like, oh my god! You yeah, he so, did mention like you know it's more freeing. He couldn't really see a whole lot in the original Goblin suit, but at the time they <laughs> want they want when he had the mask on. But at the time they wanted something more modern day. They wanted something yeah. scary looking. And the Goblin suit, yeah. you know, when you're a kid, that is kind of scary looking. That Goblin. Oh, I remember.
1: Suit. Yeah, I remember but, being scared. Of this, so, but I mean,
0: I you know we they also go into like how Doc got kind of go into his thing. They said they kind of made it look a little more nicer his suit and everything. Um, with the CG arms, yeah, yeah completely, CG. completely digital. Uh, it was very interesting how they made they had like the prop of the the Spider Man uh, Iron Spider like head and shoulders. <laughs> I mean, yeah. to re- I mean to also, I mean that was funny, but like the you hear the prop guy talking about it, it's like you know it's kind of give like the authentic authenticity of like you know shadowing and coloring. You know, you'd see like you lighting. Yeah, lighting, yeah, lighting. You'd see, you know. The, the it's metallic his his suit his Iron Spider suit so it would shine off on other cars or things in the area, and, right? And you know, well, Alpha Molina is saying you know he'd have to be it gives him more freedom kind kind of move around with what he wants to do, but he also kind of have to be more aware with what they're going to put in post. Um, the funniest thing for me though is just like when they go to Jamie Fox immediately he's like immediately off the off the bat we're just like I right, we
1: I can't be blue. <laughs> <laughs> I love so, that part so, so I'm, I'm I'm torn between the blue right I mean obviously I like the new design better but I think if you're not a comic book fan you you think the blue is completely stupid where I think is just kind of stupid because that that was that that is ultimate electro in the comics when he's all blue so I mean I, I get what they were going with they, they wanted to go the ultimate route even like Andrew's suit yeah, and how uh, the suit. second part of man was yeah, was based off the ultimate, ultimate Ultimate Spider Man. So I, I can see where the creators were going with it at the time. It just, the execution and the CG, and uh, uh, yeah, I, I, I much prefer this suit over, I much over this. That.
0: I prefer this version of Electro. Like Jamie Foxx's Electro is way yes. better in this capacity than it was in the previous movie because, like, one of the worst parts of that movie for me is just how Electro was portrayed in that movie, the acting of Jamie Foxx and not I mean, the acting, because he did great in No Way Home, but I think just the, the material he was given just didn't allow that character yeah. to shine a whole lot. And I think yeah. he, he was one of the major weak points of the movie for me personally. But I agree. Uh, it's it's always fun to see this stuff with Spider Man. You know, it's a lot of fun. Uh you know, I, I pre ordered my copy uh, on Amazon a while yes. back and April is not gonna come soon enough. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna drop the money for just to watch it on digital and then have. The I'm th-
1: debating it. <laughs>
0: you can do that. I can't.
1: <laughs> if I get it on digital, I'll give you my my whatever code and or whatever. But but yeah, well, I don't know how that works. Does it tie to like your account or something? I get. I, I, I don't
0: know. It depends where you get it from, Amazon or something. Yeah. I have no idea. So if you, if you do try, I don't think it'll work for me.
1: Yeah, it's like three weeks in advance. I think it's like the longest, like pre-release of a digital like it, it feels so i think the digital is like what march 22nd or some shit where the yeah. blu-ray april 12th
0: whereas like i think with endgame That's such a long time it was with endgame it wasn't even that long i feel like with endgame they did like you know it was okay digital was like uh you a know friday and like,
1: blu-ray was a tuesday or something yeah, right it was like, like
0: it was less than a week that they were yeah. apart from each other. I'm like, I can wait that long. I, 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 maybe they did this for the consumer to be like, I need a copy of it now, digital or physical or whatever. So maybe that's why, just so we can spend our money sooner. It's probably why. Uh, I, it.
1: I think they're betting there's crazy people like me that bought like the seal book or the 4K or the Blu-ray, <laughs> but it's like. <laughs> They also want to see it as soon as it comes out, so they're going to double purchase. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. Maybe that's their game. But if so, it may Maybe. work. <laughs> I
0: mean, I mean, again, I I probably have said on the podcast here, but I truly think that if we were not in a pand if if COVID was not a thing, a pandemic was not a thing, this movie would be the highest grossing movie of all time. It's still in the theaters right now. It's currently at number three, uh, in the world. So I, I think it would have beat those fucks at
1: Avatar. You know. Oh, for sure, and 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 one more statement on that: the whoever's on the Oscars committee, you you fucking Oscars people, the biggest snub of all time, biggest snub. This because was not—they not, they don't consider superhero movies cinema,
0: and like you know what, it doesn't like the biggest movies. I think should be considered, and, and this could be like another conversation for a podcast. But th-
1: I, isn't there like a black fan... Panther was in the Oscars?
0: Yeah, but also Black Panther was nominated for like best costume design and also it was an it was an enti- almost an entirely African-American cast. So you can kind um, of oh. you can, can kind of get a little political with it and that's probably why, but like personally, I'm glad Black Panther won an Oscar. I do love Black Panther. But I don't think superhero movies, as far as Hollywood, it's the moneymaker, but it's, you know, those snobs in Hollywood just like, well, it's not a real cinema movie. It's not a real s- film to go see. It's not something I would spend my hard-earned money. Hard-earned, uh-huh. motherfucker.
1: I don't know. I I, think- I would argue No Way Home. I love Black Panther. I love Chadwick Boswin. You know, uh, uh, rest in peace. But No Way Home, not only from the- – uh, put the nostalgia aside. Andrew Garfield's performance, you know, multiple Oscar nominees. Yeah, I mean, uh, he's already up for an Oscar for uh, for Best Actor in Tick, Tick, Boom, which I hope he wins. Yes, yes. Well, I mean, uh, I don't know. Be- Benedict Cumberbatch, have you that's watched that I,
0: film? That's what I keep hearing. And, like, I remember, like, I Fantastic saw... Fantastic some... film. I, I got to see it because my mind might be changed. I personally just want Toby. Uh, Toby. I'm sure Toby would be nice, too, but he's not nominated. <laughs> uh, I'm, for Andrew to win... An Oscar because I've been seeing this guy acting in major films since The Social Network, and I'm like, this guy is fucking amazing, and that's why I loved that he was he got to play Spider Man. I've just been just regardless of him as a fan of his Spider Man, I'm just a fan of him as an actor in general. So it would be nice to see.
1: Oh, for sure. If you haven't seen Tick Tick Boom and you haven't seen Power of the Dog with Ben the Cumberbatch, watch them. If you're a Marvel fan, these are like. Films that these actors and, and and not to say any hate on Marvel, not to like act like an Oscar Snob, like what was just portrayed, but these are well directed, beautiful like character development films. Like the power of the dog is such a weird, like Western kind of vibe. But that's what I've seen. But Benedict, like in this movie, goes on this huge character development. Tom Holland did an interview with Benedict Cumberbatch on YouTube or something that I saw. And they uh, he was interviewing him for like his portrayal in power uh in, in 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 the movie. And um I don't know, just great film. But uh speaking of great films Look at you um, with the segue.
0: Uh Here's the latter half of the podcast And we do want to spend some time with this Uh, We'll give this right now Full-blown spoiler warning, there's kind of a reason why we waited this long to not talk about the Batman, and a lot of you who have been listening to this podcast for a long time like, wait a minute, you're a Star Wars and Marvel podcast, (laughs) well, if you listen to the very beginning, we're mostly a Star Wars and Marvel podcast, but we will talk about DC from time to time, I am more of a guy who's more open to DC, whereas Vinny was just saying as of last night, and spoiler warning, and I guess kind of spoiler warning here, with the quote unquote after credit scene. He's just busting DC's balls. Like, this is why nobody fucking respects DC with the bullshit after credit scenes they're giving right here. Literally it's just Riddler's coding saying goodbye. And I'm just like
1: Which like, was genius by the way. I loved it.
0: I, I was <laughs> I, like I looked it up and I'm like I told I told Ashley my girlfriend, Vinny and uh our old buddy Brian, he came with us and I said, That's literally what it is. Do you guys want to stay for? It? They're like They're like, yeah, I want to see I want to see it. And I tell Ashley, too. She's like, yeah, yeah, I want to see And I'm like, Vinny got pissed. Ashley got pissed. I'm like, I told you both what the fuck it was going to be. So don't complain to me. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, but but it doesn't take away from how great the film is. So official spoiler warning. If you have not seen The Batman in theaters now, you need to stop listening and you need to go see the movie because this is heavy spoiler talk we're about to get into. This is your final warning. Three, two, one. Here comes the spoiler review. Okay, so where do we begin with this?
1: Uh, uh, it, everywhere. There, there, there's there's so
0: much to unpack. The
1: beginning, the middle, the end. Like, the I where really start. <laughs>
0: um, I'll say this off the bat that um, and I'll I'll I'll, I'll kind of get my I guess my controversial opinion out of the way. Um. Robert, Ooh, okay. Robert, and this might not be controversial, and some people might agree with me. Um, Robert Pattinson has the best Batman suit. He has oh. the best Batmobile. And oh. he has the best Batman voice. Oh. So I, it's... They're bold claims. Yes, very bold claims. I just like, I mean... Do I like Christian Bale's Batman? Of course I do. I love The Dark Knight. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, the tank was a cool thing for the time being, but mm-hmm. I really like the whole. I'm a. I love mu- looking at old muscle cars and th- just seeing how the Batmobile was adapted in this movie. It looked really, really cool. Uh, I say he has the best Batman suit, not just from like uh, an aesthetic standpoint. I'm looking at it. It's cool. It's a cool Batman suit, but just. The amount of times he gets fucking shot at in this movie, and he only ever really went down once or twice from getting uh, hit by a shotgun. Like, I'm watching him, I'm just thinking, like, this is like him wearing Beskar armor as a Mandalorian. Like, he's just not getting, he's barely getting hit. He's taking the blows, so the suit is made better. I don't know if Christian Bale's suit is similar. I'd have to watch back the movie, I think, but just from that aspect, it's better. And he didn't have to go the whole movie, talking like this, like he needed an inhaler. This city proves that they're better than you. (laughs) Like, he didn't have to go around talking in the movie just like that, which is a, a criticism that Christian Bale's Batman gets which is completely valid. you know looking back sometime it can be very silly how Bale talks as Batman, but it's just you kind of got just got used
1: to it after a while, you know Yeah yeah no I I, I agree with you. I think that this was and, and, and we talked about this uh, before we started. Um, I I do have a, a a preference to the to the dark Knight suit. I don't know, that's just my opinion, like, the militant, you know, how they... I think I think both movies, the Dark Knight and this one, uh, 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 the Batman, both try to ground Batman as much as possible. Yeah, uh, for, sure. for example, uh, Lucius Fox, right? That's where that Batman suit came from, from all the military gear that was never pursued or never got funded for a large scale, so... That's where Batman got his Batmobile and the suit and the and the the flying uh the 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 flying suit, the the, the flying cape set up and whatnot. So There was no Lucius Fox's
0: pre- movie too, I just realized. Lucius was in the movie.
1: Right, right. So I, I, I appreciate what the Dark Knight, you know, did in trying to ground that Batman and just didn't come up with all these gadgets out of his ass cause just because he's a billionaire. So I appreciate the backstory on that. What this film does differently and in my opinion does a bit better is this is just so much more grounded. I think the Dark Knight trilogy when you look back at it and think about the suit design and even the cinematography, it's a little bit more on the comic booky kind of, you know, kind of superhero film where this one and we were talking before before we started recording. You can take the Batman out. You can make this any other antagonist, any other detective, or 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 um, vigilante, and this is a great standalone film, potentially Oscar-worthy. You know uh, those 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 people up there, you know, that don't know like real cinema. This is just a great film overall. Um, the 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 darkness, the 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 realism, the Matt Reeves's vision on this suffering decaying city and and you really feel that with all these you know i think 95 percent of this movie was shot, shot at night uh, i think there was one sunlight they barely
0: think, they barely had any sunlight in this movie
1: but uh th- this is in my opinion a better film than any of the dark knight trilogies like b- by itself it was the was the dark knight film with with heath ledger maybe a, a slightly better like batman fan service movie just because of his per- heath's performance as the joker and two-face and whatnot uh, i think it has a slight edge over this one but um definitely the the best like overall batman film as a as a film on its own in ter- in terms of the vision and 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 cinema in in my opinion
0: yeah uh, i would there's a lot of degree there. Uh, the movie flew by for three hours, just almost three yes. hours. This movie was. It just flew by with how good the storytelling was. Um, I would have to say that another maybe bit, but this is kind of something like Jeremy Johns talked about on his YouTube channel. And I, w- I watched his spoiler-free review the night before I saw the movie, and I have to agree with this point. And he says that one thing, and, and this is, I will say off the bat that I think Robert Pattinson killed it. He did an excellent job as Batman. Yep. The one thing though, and I think this is a bit of a fair not criticism, but point to make out, is that Robert Pattinson yes, he played Batman great but he also portrayed Bruce Wayne in the public eye and Bruce Wayne behind closed doors the same way meaning, and I'll bring this example to you, to all you listening um there for the Christian Bale Batman movies with a uh, Christian Bale's portrayal of the character. There's Batman, obviously. Um, there's Christian Bale, the public figure, and then there's Christian Bale behind closed doors. You know, people who know he's Batman, like Alfred, Lucius Fox and, and Rachel. Um Robert Pattinson kind of like portrayed Batman and Bruce Wayne in one and the same almost. Um, and maybe it could just be a thing of like, just Gotham is just such a cesspool to live in that it just brings everybody down, even though he is living in a, like, cause I was talking to, uh, Ed, uh, my best friend, uh, he was, he was like, doesn't he live in, cause he was asking me about the movie and he's like, doesn't he live in a mansion? I'm like, well, yeah, but the man, if you look at the mansion I'm inside, gothic. It looks well very gothic and it could be very moody as well but but it just looks like it just looks like it's just been abandoned and he just doesn't look happy and it's just again the place you live in it can really take a toll on you. So I think in that regard maybe over time we'll see more of it and maybe as Gotham gets better maybe Bruce Wayne becomes more of a public figure with Robert Pattinson as Bruce Wayne Batman. Maybe. Um but one thing is for sure that I think Pattinson did a great job. I, I think he was uh, did an excellent role. But the other thing we have to talk about is just the supporting cast. Holy fuck! This is such yeah. a great supporting cast. Let's let's yeah. first and foremost let's talk about Riddler first. Um, I never would have expected Riddler to be portrayed like this in a live action uh, concept. Um, you might think differently, Andreas, considering maybe you're a little more aware of some of the more Batman comics than I am. But to your knowledge, has Riddler ever been portrayed this way?
1: Uh, n- not to my knowledge, no. It's a it's a huge. Um, I, I mean, I'm not a big into the into the comics. Uh, I, I, I had quite a few when I was younger, but the last time I read a Batman comic, I had to be. Uh, since like middle school but well i will say this is definitely a different portrayal in in live action including like the gotham i think it was fox series what what matt reeves has done with this riddler is so like captivating right like he literally took the real life zodiac killer which uh, a lot of people on youtube have and what matt reeves has admitted is 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 comparable to to this portrayal because he has the mask you know, which the Zodiac killer kind of, kind of had that, that winter military kind of, kind of mask. Um, the clues, like literally the Zodiac killer in real life sent a card, you know, to my, to my, to my pal or whatever, which was kind of like the first card with the owl, which is a court of owls reference, but, um, to, to the police when, with the first killing the, the, cryptography like the like the clues and, and whatnot that is also inspired by the zodiac killer he had his own like decryptive language that the police had to had to solve um and even just like the the like the sociopathness of this of this character and the way the actor portrayed him and you know one second he's talking deep to batman and arkham and then batman says something like you're nothing like me. You're a psychopath. And he completely goes fucking ballistic. Like, just madness, right? So, uh, this is, you know, probably neck and neck with Heath Ledger, one of my favorite, like, Batman villain portrayals. Just just the craziness and the groundness of the character.
0: I really loved uh, Paul, Tano, Paul Tano is the name of the actor, his portrayal as Riddler. Um, I've always liked Riddler as a villain. Uh, I was always okay with the kind of, like, Quirkiness and kind of like silliness of Riddler, like he's kind of crazy. He's 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 very similar to Joker in that regard. Like I think Jim Carrey as Riddler in the older Batman movies was very funny, um, but this just took it to a whole other level, and it was more on the Joker scale of things, like a Heath Ledger Joker. And I thought it was done just excellent, excellently executed, uh, just. Just a psychopath, sociopath. He just, he just, uh, he, he truly thinks that him and Batman are work. Like, when you find out him and he thinks him and Batman are working together, like, what? He's like, we did it. We brought all them out in the light. They're dirty. He's just like, what are you talking about? And then he, yeah, like, he loses his shit knowing that, like, he's like, what? I thought we were in this together. Like, no, we weren't, you sick son of a bitch. Uh, you know, just how he killed people, like, like planting the bomb to the DA's neck. And just the 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 DA would not even bother to try and give up the quote unquote rat. Uh, it was he just put so much fear in all these people. Uh, yeah, and then and then we can. Uh, if I may, just a, a go, few, go ahead, Easter, go ahead.
1: If I a few Easter eggs that I got from Eric Voss, the New Rock Stars YouTube channel, the the kind of like his theme song uh, or or the intro song of him stalking the 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 politician's house the the Ave Maria song in the background yeah uh, very famous choir song right so in his in his room or in his apartment when we see him later there's pictures of like a orphanage choir you know when he was younger so that detail that Matt Reeves had to 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 put that as like a as like background music in multiple scenes of this movie and tying his um, his origins as as an orphan in the in the Wayne's uh uh you know uh house for house for orphans which is kind of teased at the end of the dark knight trilogy which is what the the mansion becomes and i think you mentioned that the the mansion looks abandoned i think that's because when wayne was still the thomas wayne was still alive they moved like to downtown and i think that was the orphanage and then when the when the bad cops and 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 Maroney and all these corrupt people emptied that like forever you know uh fund that he started it shut down the orphanage and, and it became abandoned so i think that's why it looks like crap um it's cuz it, nobody has lived there for numbers of years um but that the carpet tool that he uses uh in the first killing uh with with the, with the with the person that was running for mayor and how he was the mayor the first um, or, or sorry, the, uh, or, 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 or the mayor himself. So that tool that he used to kill was like the, the last piece of the puzzle to, to, to reveal his final plan about the bombs around, uh, uh, the, 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 the island, the, where, where the water came in. I think that was a great touch and a great bookend. Um, and finally, about the riddler and the batman like you said in that in that interrogation room um it kind of leaves you guessing of whether the riddler did actually find out that bruce uh is batman because he he kind of when they first meet each other um in in the in the interrogation room he kind of slowly says like bruce like bruce and then he sees batman looking at the security camera and he kind of like switches subjects quickly a bit he said the the bruce the the one that got away the one that we didn't get so it kind of leaves the audience guessing i was contemplating during the movie like does he know about Bruce
0: that's what i thought too I thought, uh, like, yeah. d- does he know that he's Batman? I mean, I mean, I guess he doesn't. He might, but then again, it's like it's similar to like the Joker movie, where it's like um, his whole background as far as his upbringing is very open ended. Like, could Thomas Wayne in that universe be his father? Possibly. Uh, his mother was insane. Uh, it's like then it leads to believe, like, well, if she was, he was adopted. Like, well, wait a minute, if. He if he was adopted and that's his adopted mother and she's insane, and he's insane, wouldn't that be kind of like some like something passed on? So it's the movies left of the interpretation, and I think that scene very well is left in the same regard. Um, and then we see him like I guess really closing up with Riddler. We see him. Freaking out because his plan didn't work out towards the end of the movie, and we hear some voice talking to him. The cell, the the guy in the cell yeah. next to him, and he's like, "Hey, hey, hey, friend, don't don't be upset. Hey, you did a great job. You, you, you did something. You you stuck to it. Blah, blah, blah. And then he's like, and then he gave him a riddle, and I can't really remember what the riddle was. Like if you oh, had, it if was if- something with
1: a friend. the The answer was friend. He said, like, what's, uh, what's what, or in between, and few of, or something. Yeah. What do you call that? And, he, and he's like,
0: a friend. And then they just both start laughing, and the guy starts laughing more and more and more, and he's laughing like yeah. Joker. And we see a shot, a very kind of like dark shot, but you could see the guy's face is a little messed up, and his hair is a little spiked up and a little crazy. Yeah. And we're like, that's Joker. Who so- is who's playing Joker?
1: I don't know. So a fun fact, there was a interview with Matt Reeves, I think it was uh, on one of those media outlets on YouTube, and he said that um, they filmed a scene uh, before Batman caught the Riddler of Batman going to Arkham and talking with that inmate on a, a, kind of like, I, I think it was similar to, to, to the Zodiac um, where, you know, just just to try to get into the head of a psychopath. So he, he goes really? to that inmate. And I'm not sure if it's formally that eventually becomes Joker. I'm not sure if he's Joker in this present time. But he goes to the inmate to try to get into the mind and get his perspective on how to catch the Riddler. He goes to him for help. Mm. Uh, so that was a scene that was cut and may 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 show up in the in the Blu-ray release. But I thought that was a cool detail.
0: Possibly. Uh, let's just try and get through the rest, rest of these characters. Um, Catwoman. Uh, Zoe Cross. God. The best. Damn. The best. Best Not only good to
1: look at, but also the best.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The best Catwoman, man. Oh, my God. She did a phenomenal job. She really just stood out on her own. Like, one thing I was worried about with all these characters and how the story was going, I'm just like, I'm very worried that we're going to get sidetracked here. You know, we're kind of focusing more. Okay. Now we're focusing a little bit more on Penguin. Now we're focusing a little more on Catwoman. And now when we get like the Riddler and then when we get through every character story arc, for the most part, it's like we picked up where we left off and like, and no one really got lost in the shuffle, which was really great writing and material done. And just, it made every character shine and look fantastic. Um, You know, I think Zoe Kravitz was a, an excellent choice to play Catwoman and I hope we see her in the future play more play more and more of Catwoman. Uh um, I uh I you know, I kinda called in the movie with Vinny and just like Carmine Falcone's probably her father,
1: isn't he? And he's like, Yeah, probably and yeah. Like, yes, he's my father. I'm like, Oh, see, called it. Also also in the comics. That's uh yeah, that's a thing. Okay.
0: See that I'm not even really aware of, so mm-hmm. I I'm, I'm not too aware of I, I I read some Batman comics here and there, I love Batman, the character, and I love the animated series, but I don't know too a lot of the comics and other characters involved. Um, in my notes, I literally have, like, hot and badass, which she was.
1: Nope, that's a fair... Yeah, they, they didn't spend a whole lot of time on the origin. I think they they really streamlined it to be, you know, she, she kind of talked about her childhood, and you kind of got that connection between um, Catwoman and Batman. I, I, I did... Uh, M- Michelle said, which I kind of, kind of agreed with, but you know, there's just so much time you can dedicate. But she, she did have one commentary that their their connection and the kiss and and all that felt a bit rushed, like it kind of just sprung up out of nowhere. Um, so uh, maybe I'd have to, a I'd little have bit to disagree. Really? Okay.
0: okay. I don't think okay. I've seen rushed. I mean, I just saw chemistry between. Oh, definitely kept of, of, of the actors of, Zo- of Zoe yeah. Kravitz and Robert Pattinson and
1: it was shocking but I wouldn't say yeah. rushed yeah shocking and maybe it's a, a, maybe like a, a half of a, a scene more maybe one more scene more before before that but um, no but I, I think overall the, the costume design with the ski mask that kind of had like the cat ears you know nothing too crazy like um, what what the Dark Knight's uh, Catwoman was, but um, I, I think I think this is a great adaptation. And uh, hoping for uh, more appearances, either in a spinoff series because now she's going to—is is it Bloodhaven where yep. where Nightwing eventually ends up? But yeah, but yeah. So.
0: Um, and I would then the next character going through here just uh, Penguin Colin Farrell. Oh, oh my Colin God, Colin Farrell! Like Dude. he can do anything. He can literally do yes. anything. He's such a great actor. And Bullseye like, <laughs> penguin. <laughs> like I yeah. remember telling Vinny that and he's just like, That's Colin Farrell? I'm like, Yeah, yeah, that's Colin Farrell. Uh yeah. he, he did an amazing job and clearly he's gonna want to go after Carmine Falcone's uh, you know, head of the crime family and everything and run and run Gotham that way. He's been yep. he and you know, the chase scene with him and Batman with the you know oh, the one of the
1: <sighs> best scenes in the movie. Yeah,
0: and he was very so funny, grounded. very funny, too. He's just, like, trying to figure out uh, Riddler's latest riddle. Uh, riddle is, like, it's like it, it's it's L, not La, or whatever the fuck they say about the riddle. Yeah, no,
1: I'll be Espanol. Sounds like a bat he, to he, me. Yeah, yeah, because he's tied up, right? So he waddled like a penguin. Yeah, I, I said it to Vinny, too. Oh, my god. Uh, I, I was I was nudging Michelle and dying laughing. I'm like, oh they did the uh, penguin. They did it. That was so um, good. He's also getting his HBO Max spin-off DC just announced today. Oh my so.
0: god, are you serious?
1: Yeah, he's gonna get a spin-off. Oh, Jesus working Christ. title the penguin on HBO Max. Jesus. So.
0: Um okay. Penguin, excellent. He was again great. He just did an amazing job. Uh next, uh Jeffrey Wright is Jim Gordon. Uh, this Jim Gordon, I wrote in the notes here, like he just took no, he didn't take any shit from anybody. He was just on the edge of his seat at any moment, and he, uh, I mean, just an on-edge Jim Gordon with crime going exponentially high. And there was a lot of cooperation between Gordon and Batman uh, in this movie than you really don't see in other movies.
1: Yeah, I think it was more of a working detective relationship in this movie that we haven't seen before. I liked how we are so early. This is uh, th- th- this movie is loosely, or, or not, not not so loosely. Actually, there's a lot of references from um, from comics like Batman Year One, Yeah, uh, Long Halloween, and and Ego, which ties into that uh, blended character that you said that you know Batman is Bruce Wayne, Bruce Wayne is Batman. That's straight from the Ego comic. Um, but uh, okay, um, then that
0: makes a lot of sense then. Also, like his suit is very much Year One Batman, which I I love yep. the Year One Batman suit, so I love that aspect of it.
1: So in Year One, Year Two, I mean, you know, this this Batman, he's not trusted by the police. So Gordon, like like is typically done in past adaptations, he has a favor towards Batman, but there's even subtle nods to that where you know they're they're not only closely working with each other, but the bat signal. Uh, which, by the way, is a very like unfinished bat signal. It's just shards of metal tied into a, a searchlight. It's not I even like even, a fancy. Didn't even
0: realize. I did not even realize that.
1: Yeah, it's not. It's not a fancy stencil like was in the Dark Knight. It's literally just shards of metal that are shaped like a V that kind of make a bat. Um, but it's not even on top of the police station. It's in an abandoned like construction site. Yeah, so. True. True. That physical that physical distance or delineation between the police and Batman um kind of shows throughout the movie and shows how Gordon and the Batman are even just stronger as a team because he has this just unwavering trust of the of this masked, you know, vigilante.
0: Yeah, very true. And I love the aspect of that. Uh Jeffrey Wright, you know, those who might not know, he also did the voice of Uatu the Watcher in What If. Um I just every time, like when he wasn't in the shot and I heard his voice, I'm like, oh, a lot too. I just can't I be thinking of that. <laughs> um, but he did, a, again, such a great job. Just the supporting cast as a whole with the major characters was absolutely fantastic. And I can't remember the guy who played Carmine Falcone, but you've seen him in John
1: uh, Tuturo. John Tuturo. Okay, yeah. he
0: he was in uh, Mr. Deeds as the butler. He was in uh, You Don't Miss the Zohan. He's like the, the, the rival to Zohan. He's, he's been in a lot of shit. He's a really great actor. He did a great job here. Um, Andy Serkis is Alfred, and, uh, he didn't really do too much in the movie. He wasn't really shown too much. I think out of all the characters who didn't get their shine, I'd say Alfred didn't, even though I don't think he was used too much, but not... But not too little to the point where it's like you forget about him, you know what I mean? Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I would say uh Carmine Falcone in-, in this movie I liked better than the Dark Knight uh, tr- uh, trilogy. the trilogy. And the Dark too. Knight it was this heavily Italian accent in that bar. This one, John John Turturro, really like his 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 acting in it. The way he carried the voice, it was just like deep and thrilling in a way of, he kind of how he was of, hearing himself He kind himself. of felt
0: like the Godfather
1: he Exactly kind of, He kind of yeah. felt like the Godfather in this movie and I love how they they hinted that it might have been um uh Falcone or it might have been the the other crime family the 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 Marones that were responsible for Thomas Wayne and 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 Martha Wayne's death like I love the the confusion or the mystery behind that where we're not 100% sure but now we're kind of thinking it's Falcone that that wanted to kill him before Thomas went to the police to, to tell him that he killed the reporter. Yeah. Um. But I, I do agree with you. I think this Alfred, if he had more screen time and just a bigger role, I I think could have been promising. Um. But it was mostly just a. I, I saw this Alfred as more of a character development service to Batman when, especially in that hospital scene where, yeah, you're 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 seeing for the first time. Th- this Batman like really care for for something, uh, care for Alfred, hold his hand at, on the bedside. So yeah, I think.
0: Whereas like you don't get so much of that with the Christian Bale things, where it's like you know he cares for Alfred, but he doesn't show that he cares. Whereas like Robert Pattinson's Bruce Wayne, like he he cares yeah. for for Alfred very much. So even though he's kind of harsh on him earlier in the movie, he cares for yeah. him because he's the only
1: family he has left. And and that scene of Alfred getting blown and and the different timelines, but you don't know it in I, that. Oh instance. my god, that was so well done. How, how that was, how that was the past, and and what and what's what's ha- what's happening where he's trying to get Alfred and calling is the present. I mean, that whole swap thing just threw me completely. Yeah, up, up, it threw crazy. me
0: off too. I was like, uh, oh my god, and I was worried that Alfred was going to die because in Jeremy Johns's uh, uh, review, he said he's like. Uh, i don't yeah. think we didn't get to see a whole lot in the movie and then i'm seeing that scene i'm like oh no he dies i'm like but but i was like okay no he didn't die because i would love to see Andy circus return
1: um going through i, I got guess... nervous when the card was in uh, a fireproof like jacket like right before the bomb exploded there was a slight hint uh of of around the card or around the envelope mm-hmm. that was left yeah. for batman it, like fire retardant or something like that and i was like i i nudged michelle i'm like it's a bomb it's a bomb it's a bomb <laughs> yeah which <laughs> and, it was of course it was but but yeah
0: yeah and that's where i was like kind of thinking of the hints of like uh could could riddler possibly know that he's batman since he sent
1: it over to him you know i think but, at that time he didn't know he was batman i think he might have figured it out because he was at a different place he was at the um I think it was the orphanage, right? Watching that tape of Thomas Wayne and, yeah, and Martha. I think Brent. so. He also, I, think I, I mean, there they was. Just put it there,
0: there. I mean, then again, you think about it. Every But every victim he tried to, he killed or tried to kill, he left a note to the Batman because he knew Batman would eventually come. So it doesn't necessarily mean he knew. One thing I thought of was like with the reporter trying to put the thing out with, with Martha Wayne, I said to Vin, I said to Ashley, I'm like, what if the reporter was Riddler's father? and that's why he's an orphan and maybe that's why he's trying to get all this revenge Could be. but then Could again be. but then again that wasn't it doesn't seem to be the uh appear to be the case i think he just saw these people as corrupt and he wanted to take justice into his own hands yeah. and that's also, why he, he, was, he saw uh, batman doing the same thing
1: i think his i think his job which we get to cuz they they ran his couple ids like his his uh the Ed Edward, uh, I, is it Nigma or, or or the other last name? But I mean,
0: his real uh, like his in in the comics and in the show and and even in, in Gotham, yeah.
1: he was known as Edward Nigma. Edward Nigma, right? So so they, they looked him up and he was like an accountant for like the city or so, and so he yeah, knew he, he looks like an accountant. So yeah, <laughs> that yeah that's so he knew of all this corruption. And if you notice his diary or like the the notes in his apartment. That was off like a like an an accountant's ledger like a like a like a like a bookkeeping book, and mm-hmm. I thought that was a fucking like this great nod like even his diary is 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 like what he was doing as a uh, for a living, and the live streams like the thing that looked like TikTok with all the followers and saying like yeah. oh yeah let's get rounds and let's go to the store to get the ski mask I mean little nods like that that kept it so grounded like you could you really believe like this could happen in today's like i mean world. they, like, they
0: said it in modern day which yeah. really makes a lot of sense and yeah i you know i guess we should kind of skip over to like more when like batman re- realizes this is what it is and now bridler is in he's in arkham asylum and you know the a, a lot of it's so much nods to like trying to model it off in new york where it's like Gotham Square Garden I'm like for fuck's yeah. sake! I was like there's a lot of New York nods to it but uh yeah. but they go in there and that you know the city's flooding and it's like Batman getting there fighting all these Riddler goons where Gordon eventually helps him Catwoman eventually helps him and where she saves him and where she almost dies in the hand of one of the Riddler goons gets the fucking adrenaline and he just pummels the fuck out of this guy's face And one thing to note that we didn't mention is that throughout the movie he doesn't call himself Batman. He calls himself Vengeance. Yeah. And then, yeah. And when after they take the mask off, uh, Gordon's just like, "Who the hell are you?" He's like, "Who am I? (laughs) I'm Vengeance." And then he just looks at it. And even earlier in the film, he said this could be the end. He's like, "The end of." And Gordon goes, "The end of what?" He says, "The end of the Batman." And I guess I would think that he adopts the Batman name, considering these Riddler fucks are trying to adopt that thing. And I guess he's giving the same message: "Hey, Batman's on our side. He's vengeance. We're vengeance." Like, no
1: motherfucker, you ain't vengeance. Like, it's yeah, uh, that, yeah, that was a really powerful scene when when that guy you know guy gets unmasked. And I think that was the same guy that had the the green coat uh, at the at the funeral scene. Uh, which by the way was one of my favorite scenes. Like, uh, the, like the funeral cinemat- scene
0: too. It was
1: so good. Like like cinematography wise, like the just hearing the car coming without any pan to the car or any like just just the sound of it coming and crashing and gunshots and just approaching the building was a phenomenal choice to do. Like it just kept you anticipating of what's gonna be crashing through. So um I do agree. I think that was a powerful scene where he looks down at this guy, and you know he he mocks you know the the I am vengeance thing, and it's like the balls on him after he just beat Batman just beat the fuck out of him, and he's, he has the balls say, "Oh, I'm vengeance," and he's just pissed off. And, and the and the way he the 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 scenes that honestly almost got me like even like choked up in a way was. Him escorting the the people out of the rubble with with the flare that that he lit off. Yeah, you know? I thought for
0: a split second he was gonna die right then and there because thinking like, wait, is this not connected to the DCEU? And then he, like he sacrifices himself, and I'm like, no, nah, this movie's gonna make a fuck lot of yeah. money. Like, there's no way they're that, gonna want to not do a sequel eventually.
1: Yeah, that that scene and the scene on top of the Gotham Square Garden or whatever it is. Of yeah, him, him help helping people. The yeah, helicopter and like. I don't know like that is the Batman right? <laughs> like he becomes I mean, the Batman, yeah so. at
0: that moment he becomes Batman I, I would just say like from start to finish this movie is an absolute great time I'm glad DC has something like this where they can just like you know say yes we have good content too and just pull it out there um, I want them to do well and hopefully we can talk more about DC when the pot on the podcast more often it's uh, it's an it, Batman, I give a nine out of ten. Cinematography incredible, supporting cast, and the score too. Like the, the original score there, and also the Nirvana "Something in the Way" in the beginning of the movie, which I love that song, and then adapting it to the score of the movie as it's kind of reaching towards the end was an excellent touch with you know the the string instruments along with with Nirvana playing. Um, and then the scene where, you know, she, uh, Selena pays respects to her mother, um, and Batman tries to, uh, you know, you know, see where she's going, uh, she wants them to come with him, with her, but then they see the bat signal, she's like, oh, who am I kidding, you're not gonna go, you're not gonna leave this place, and they kind of go their separate ways, and, yeah, uh, what was it? I can't remember? What was the exact last moment we see of the
1: movie? And it's just him riding on the motorcycle, it's right? Man in the motorcycle. Uh, he he looks in the rearview mirror and sees Selena driving the other direction, and then it pans to him looking up at the signal and and cuts. Yeah, just and, actually, and that's it. It Just cuts because it, it's a great fucking movie. I and agree. Finn. <laughs> 9, out 10, nine out of ten visually and and like visually cinematography wise i think it's the best like dc like 10 out of 10 in terms of that kind of aspect um if you guys haven't yet i would suggest uh checking out eric voss's breakdown he does like all these little details about the comic references even like little nod shit that are probably not relevant for example like the adrenaline that batman injects into himself is green which kind of like puts a nod to like the bane serum, right? Like like little little shit like that that you don't even think I, of like this guy thinks of. So I, I kind would, of thought that but I'm like I'm yeah.
0: I mean, that kind of looks like
1: Bane's venom and then yeah, yeah I, it, it I, makes sense. I did not put that together. And I, I I look forward to I'm trying to convince Michelle to go for a second viewing cuz I've I've heard from multiple YouTube reviewers that at a second viewing they liked it even more, which is like how but I, anyway
0: <laughs> I I mean, I would definitely go see this again. I would definitely go yeah. see this one more time. Uh, just a great fucking time. Anybody to go see it. Uh, but with that being said, um, we were a little bit over time. Not a little bit. We sometimes go this long anyway. Um, yeah, that is the podcast, ladies and germs. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, Andreas, thank you, my friend. You're always a... Uh, uh, always a pleasure never a troll uh, to have on the podcast here uh, and I knew you were the perfect guy to talk about this movie you've been hyping up the movie forever um, you know you might be you might be our DC uh, analyst on the podcast <laughs> these days the, I I had a
1: good feeling I, I, by the way I hyped this movie to everybody <laughs> yeah you did he really did And and I'm thankful that like all the people that I've talked to that I've like told because because thankfully i i I check uh um instagram here and there and it was not even like on their instagram it was like in a like a sponsored ad like when you go through your stories and whatever and it said like the the fan first imax premiere like the the tuesday before the movie came out yeah and i was like i have to fucking do this (laughs) and i like booked a like a false meeting on my work calendar uh (laughs) whatever But, um, so I, I blocked, like a, I blocked like a false, like private meeting on my calendar. So I, I had the time to just, well, as soon as they went on sale to, to, to book it.
0: Oh um, my God, it's great.
1: But yeah, I, I, I I love this movie. I'm 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 hopeful for the DC. I'm I'm curious what they do with the Flash. If they do like a hard reset Uh, or real
0: real real quick, like I guess that's the other thing I wanted to talk about real quick before we sign off. Like, do you think they'll do the hard reset? Because my I'm talking buddy James of mine. He's saying like you know I think maybe Pattinson could kind of do that with the whole Flashpoint thing. He's telling me he's like he's like to not give spoilers away. I don't think Pattinson as or Affleck as Batman would work with a Flashpoint as storyline. And apparently, there is an animated movie of it. And I had to tell him, like, well, I hate to burst your bubble, but Affleck is in this movie, and so is Michael Keaton.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. But I feel like they
0: kind of pull a Marvel and be like, well, we're kind of inspiring from this story. We're not taking it word for word, story for story.
1: Yeah, I, I hope they don't do a hard reset. Maybe like a soft reset where they bring certain characters in and out. I do think what what DC is starting to do with like Peacemaker. Uh, the Batman. Like their their most recent release, the the revamp Suicide Squad, they've they've knocked out of the, out of the park. Three out of three recent installments. Like yeah, absolutely. And and so what they're what they're doing, you know, they've they've either given up or should give up on trying to emulate the the Marvel formula that that's long gone. You're you're so far past that. You know, people people know that you you tried it and and epically failed uh, when you when you sped up the Justice League and whatnot. So, um, what they're doing now, having like these isolated movies in these different universes, and paying homage to the character and doing the character development and the storylines super well without necessarily needing a um, weaving together like Avengers buildup or something like that. I think it's so far working for them. So I don't think they need to do a hard reset to go into one universe. I think they can keep doing these, you know, kind of like comic books, right? Comics yeah, are, I, th-
0: I think lines. I, I think that kind of makes sense considering with, after what happened with Spider-Man No Way Home and all the rumors of Andrew Garfield returning to play Spider-Man, not just for this one-off, but for No Way Home. But where we can live in a world where this exists in this universe and this exists in this universe and kind of have it at the same time, whereas like with Marvel, everybody goes like, "Well, like people will ask me, it's like, well." How well are the Avengers the same with the X Men? It's like is was Andrew Garfield Spider Man part of the Marvel movies, like the cinematic, the, the MCU? And I'm like, well, those are all different universes. But I think now we're more accepting of this can all happen with in different universes, different timelines, and it can work, especially with what DC's thing. I think this needs to be more of their formula going forward. I agree with you. To kind of like have these things happen, kind of have them in different universes, maybe blend them together sometimes, but not all the time, because Marvel have their formula, and DC definitely is going to want to have a formula that works for them and makes them unique. So it does make something like they're copying Marvel in any way.
1: Yeah. Real, real quick before we sign off, uh, do you want to rank the Batman?
0: Uh, in what
1: the movies or like the, the yeah, like Bat- like uh, uh, Batfleck Bale and Battinson. Bat- like, Batfleck who, who Bale and put? Battinson. Uh, well, <laughs> I I um,
0: I always say that I think uh Ben Affleck is like the second worst Batman, right in front of uh George Clooney. Um, my personal favorite three, if we're going with three Batman. My Mm -hmm. personal favorite three Batman. Um, I would have to go. uh, Oh, this is tough. This is very, very tough. Um, This is no specific order, but I throw Pattinson in there of a recency bias, but he was just he did a fantastic job. Um, Christian Bale, even though I was making fun of his asthmatic voice, I. Even though I was, I still love him. I still love the Dark Knight movies. Um, and then I have to go with, and this is gonna kill me. And I need to look up his name right fucking now. And any Batman fan is gonna hate me for not remembering this guy's name. Uh, Kevin Conroy, Kevin Conroy, Kevin Conroy, Christian Bale, and Robert Pattinson. The yes, okay. the, the animated series Batman. Um, you said Batman, and I just I. If we're going movies, then it it would be Pattinson, Bale, and Keaton.
1: Okay, Pattinson, Bale, and Keaton. Okay,
0: but if it's animated, if it's if we if we're throwing other Batman in there, then uh, take out Keaton and it's Kevin Conroy.
1: Okay, okay. So for me, on a unpopular opinion, uh, Batfleck, Pattinson, and then Bale. Would, right. would, so, I think Batfleck. If if he wasn't going through that personal alcohol, you know, uh, situation and and divorce and all that fun stuff, like if if he didn't have that personal trauma, coupled with not having a shitty experience on the Justice League with Joss Whedon and having a real like, imagine a Matt Reeves movie with Ben Affleck like as Batman. Oh, like really I, I think. He could have. He could have done so much. He was so comic accurate. He had the build.
0: Yeah, I really the, loved. I really loved his like portrayal of like more of like a Dark Knight Batman. I am. Yes. I am disappointed that he didn't really yes. get a chance to shine because I think so, he could have done a great job. I think the main thing. And I'm sorry to cut you off. The main thing with Affleck's Batman for me is like he had bad material, and I think he could have yes. done some great job. It's just he just wasn't given really a chance, you know.
1: Yeah. So maybe I'm copping out. Maybe I'm just thinking like their max potential like, or, or, or what I saw the character that could be. So I think Ben Affleck, if given the right direction and writing could have arguably been one of the best Batman uh, uh, of all time. So I think Ben Affleck, uh, Battenson, I love the whole ego thing where, where it's a blended distraught disturbed character. Uh, I think that worked in this film. Um, and then, Bale, i'm putting like maybe even tied for a second i, I wouldn't necessarily call last but like it, it was a good batman i just especially on the on the last film the, the dark knight rises uh, uh w- which was my least favorite of the trilogy uh, i wanted more depth from his acting or the or or his portrayal of the character at times so that's why i'm just putting him kind of in the in in the bottom of the three but
0: hey i feel you But not a bad way to end up the podcast because we're going to be a little over an hour and a half here. Can't go any longer. Oh! I know. We we did a lot. There's a lot to talk about, man. There's a lot to talk about. Um, So anyway, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Fan Speculation. Andreas, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, This is a lot of fun as always. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, if you like, if you guys like what you heard, if you guys made it all this way to the end, thank you so much. You can listen to us on your favorite podcast app, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Play, uh, Stitcher, uh, wherever you can find us. If you have a five-star uh, button review selector, please leave a five-star review, write a review. It really helps us out here in the podcast, and we enjoy all the feedback that we get from you guys. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a really fun experience. Um, if you'd like to follow us on Instagram, you can follow us at Fanspeculation_pod. underscore pod. We post stuff on there on the regular. We uh, give any updates as to when, if we have to make a change in schedule, just follow us on social media there, and also on Twitter at fanspeculation, all one word. So did you like the Batman? Did you see the Batman? I assume if you made it this far, you already saw the Batman. What did you think about it? Um, did you see the Kenobi trailer? Are you excited for the Kenobi trailer? Let us know on, on fanspeculation on Twitter and Fanspeculation_pod underscore pod on Instagram so thank you all so much for listening to this episode of Fan Speculation so for CJ Pomisano and Jairus Policar thank you all so much for listening we'll see you next time
1: the Batman